Hey guys, welcome back. It's How Did I Get Here and it's me, Sam Lax, and this week I was joined by Brent Wilson, founder and director of fashion and lifestyle brand of his namesake. Leaving school for full-time work to become an electrician at the tender age of 15, Brent's career took an unexpected turn when he volunteered at Sydney's Fashion Week. Brent talked me through the lessons in life and business that he's learned to date and how these have helped him build his brand and the successful made-to-measure suiting service that he now has here in Sydney. We talk about the process of suit making, which I know nothing about, how Brent got his start in fashion, his love of superbikes and cars, and what it takes to run a successful business in the fashion industry here today. So without further ado, I'll take you to Bondi Beach Radio Studio where this was recorded. Okay then guys, welcome to So How Did I Get Here With Me, Sam Lax. This is now, oh, it's plus 10 episodes, so I will look it up in the edit, but it is a pleasure to have with me the man of the moment, Taylor, lifestyle connoisseur and uh, just all around great guy, Brent Wilson sitting opposite me. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very well. Thank you for having me, Sam. Not at all. Thanks for coming in at such short notice as well. We uh, were out filming in your shop just last week, weren't we? And just got chatting and you're, you're an onion of a man. Very interesting. So many layers of uh, leisure time and stuff that you enjoy. We're going to pick into that about your motorsports and your road cycling. But then uh, you mentioned that you used to be a sparky at the beginning as well. So should we begin at the beginning? Uh, why not? Let's delve right into it and uh, start at the very beginning. Good man. So where were you born? You Sydney, born and raised? Mate, I was born on uh, in the northern beaches of Sydney, um, raised in French's Forest. Oh. Uh, yeah, born and bred there, lived like 30 years of my life there and still reside there today. Awesome. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, eh? Yeah, that's it. I've moved around eastern suburbs for a little bit, uh, but have found my way back. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. You've got to sometimes go a little bit away from home to appreciate how nice it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's class. So what would I have found you doing in your youth then? What were your interests? Um, oh, gosh, where to start? Uh, I don't know, probably when I was young, like I was probably maybe even a little bit lost. Um, it, obviously. Won't be age. all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm 39 now and I've definitely found what I like doing and um, found my passions in life. Mm. Um, but started out just, you know, general kid, kind of close to the beach. So grew up like, you know, boogie boarding, surfing, um, played all those sports like soccer. Um, yeah. And just generally, you know, had a good group of friends. Uh, we backed onto the national park, which is amazing. So, oh, you know, yeah, a lot beautiful. of, a lot of my youth like spent outdoors. Um, mate, it was a really great place to grow up. Yeah, class. And what uh, what was ticking your box at school, uh, subjects-wise? Anything that particularly um, stood out, or were you? I, I was always into art. Okay. Um, quite creative subjects. Um, mm. I wasn't an academic, and I probably did struggle a little bit at school. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, I, you know, wasn't the best student. Acted up a little bit. Um, yeah, and that's I guess how I got into doing my electrical apprenticeship. Mm. I was kindly asked to maybe review whether I wanted to stay at school or not oh, uh, in a very yeah. kind manner with my parents. Sure. Um, and then I decided to, the high school I actually went to, a lot of the guys did do trades. So that's cool. Obviously wanting to fit in. Um, I was, like I said, pretty lost. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy the idea of working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left and did an electrical trade oh. and my apprenticeship. 
Cool. And how long is that? And how old were you when you did that? Is that like a two-year thing? No, electrical apprenticeship is four years. So oh, you've got wow. three years. Serious investment then. Yeah. yeah. So three years at work mm-hmm. on the job. Uh, no, sorry. Four years on the job and then three years at TAFE. So TAFE one day a week. Got you. Yeah. So kind of delve into that. I would have been uh, just out of year 10. So maybe like 15 turning 16. Sure. Yeah. And then got straight in it, into it, got into the working force, which was great, to be honest. Like, it really kind of gave me and set me up for my, like, um, uh, you know, like, for, for, for how I work today. Sure, yeah. sure. And in what capacity? Is that, like, work ethic? Or yeah, what? just my work ethic. Like, you know, I'm happy to kind of put my head down um, and get things done. Like, mm. I'm not afraid of a little bit of hard work, even at the moment, you know, running my own business, which we'll get into at the end of this part. But, um yeah, I'm, I'm happy, like, you've got to work seven days a week, you know, you get it done. Um, and also, too, like, you got to understand, I was 15, 16 years old, I was working with, you know, young adults, teenagers, so it kind of really set me up with my social skills, um, which has helped later on today as well. Sure thing, kind of helps you grow up fast as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So what was it about that that gelled with you? You know, obviously you weren't vibing at school so much. What was it like working with your hands or just seeing like a practical application of what you were learning? Yeah, like I said, the school environment for me for learning wasn't, Not wasn't for the right yeah. environment. I'm very, I'm a very hands-on kind of guy. Like even today with business, like it's, what I've learned is through trial and error. Sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So, so got into that, um, you know, did that for three years. I actually didn't finish my trade, so I didn't do my final year. Mm-hmm. Um, did three years of TAFE. Um, like I said, it was an amazing experience. Um, sure. Met some lifelong friends. Um, even today, um, we've, you know, renovated the store. We've renovated an apartment as such. And, um, you know, having those kind of building skills. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I kind of get what needs to be done. Sure. Um, so why didn't you wrap it up then? Something came up? It just wasn't me. Mm. I, I, it really was. You know when you know something's missing? Mm-hmm. Um like I said, like even at school, like the subjects I did like, like art, I enjoyed being creative. Sure. Whilst, you know, being an electrician is an amazing profession. It's an amazing job. It just, I was missing something. Oh, when like you know, I, you know. I, I, yeah. just, I just knew and I How did spoke, your parents take that? Um, my parents have always been pretty cool. Yeah. Like, you know, even when I wanted to leave school and do a trade, like my parents are like, do you know what? As long as you're giving something a go, as long as you're trying, you're putting yourself out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been supportive with whatever I do. Um, it's when, you know, you're not trying there. Or, exactly you know, that. You, I suppose you, you're showing willing, you've got some sort of plan in order and all the rest of it, right? Exactly. So So what was your plan that you had in order? Well, mate, there, my plan was I had no plan. <laughs> <laughs> now did they no, take that? Um, I just knew I wanted to do something else. Sure. So yeah. I actually, I had holidays saved up. Mm-hmm. So I took a little bit of time off work. Like I'm not taking a long period of time, like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And during that period, I there was Mercedes Fashion Week and I signed up to be a volunteer at Fashion Week. And mm-hmm. it kind of all started and, and unraveled from there. Wow, incredible. Yeah, what, yeah. Yeah, what happened there? So I got to, got to um, Fashion Week, volunteer, mm-hmm. you know. And what are you doing? Just, you know, shepherding people in? Well, that's the thing. I got there. First, first day, got there and... Um, Literally, you know, there's a couple hundred volunteers. We're all there and we're getting briefed on what we need to do for the week and where we need to be. And um, I thought this was great. There was like so many people there, a couple of pretty girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was talking to, might have, may or may not have been talking to a couple of girls and the guy that was giving the speech pointed to me and he's like, you stand over there. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh. Not again. How, how do you tell your parents you 
got kicked out of volunteering. How do you, <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen? Anyway, he pulled me aside, a guy called Matthew, um, amazing guy and still a lifelong friend today. And he said, you know what? You're the only person out of all of these people here that look like they're having a, a decent time. You had a big smile on your face. He goes, you're with me for the whole week. Oh, class. If you want. He's like, I'll, don't wear these little green volunteer t-shirts. He's like, you're with me. So... I just hung okay. out with him for the week, and, and I was, was like, he doing, sorry? Uh, he basically ran the whole like, oh wow, one so of the main guys. Big Bird took you yeah, under his wing, yeah. so he took me under his wing, and I just hung out with him for the week, and you know, I was basically his gopher. You know, I had to go get this, I had to go yeah, get yeah, that, yeah. but um, yeah, and he, he was really like welcoming. He invited me to a lot of the like maybe like the parties after or like to the big shows which I got to watch and introduced me to the designers and like key people in the industry. Incredible. And um it just kind of went from there. It's like the dream. Yeah, it was cool. Role, like it? really cool. Like really like I said, lovely guy and yeah. just it, it was just what like what an experience. So I had like an amazing week and I was on this absolute high and anyway after that obviously I had to go back to work. But I just knew from that point that what I wanted to do. So Again, and what um, was that? Just get into the fashion industry. Yeah, in what, any you know, capacity. Or? Um, no, I mean, when you're young, you've got these like big, grand dreams, and everything's going to be easy. And no, I wanted to be. I think I wanted to be a designer. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I was thinking at the time, and I wanted to. And this you know, was have like my, a nice marrying of your artistic yeah, skills. Yeah, like and I said, like I did hands-on nature. F- funnily enough, before I think it was during um, maybe when I was deciding to do my electrical apprenticeship and. I was sketching, mm-hmm. like, you know, fashion illustrations, things like that. And mm. I did go to one of the fashion schools and I did get accepted to go in, but they did say I was very young to be doing it. Most of the people had completed high school and they loosely said that it would be better if I did come back at a later point. But if I did want to do it, I could have gotten accepted. That's great. Into it. Um, obviously, I chose to do the latter and be an electrician. Sure. Um, so getting back to it, I spoke to Matthew and I said, listen, I met a designer at, um, the The fashion week week and, um, I'd really like to do work experience. So he got me a spot doing work experience at Wayne Cooper. I enjoyed my time, uh, you know, meeting him just, you know, straight guy, like a bit of a larrikin, um, you know, he liked his cars, all of that kind of thing. It kind of gelled with where I wanted to be and like the vision that I had for myself. Uh, so I did work experience with him. So mm. went and did uh, work experience, a week's work experience with Blaine Cooper and it was great. Like got on with everyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't spend much or any time with mm. him, but all of his staff and the people that helped him along the way. Um, and it was a, a great experience. And at the end of that week, I asked for a job. And of course, there wasn't one there. But I kept in contact with everyone and I think like every week or so I'd ring up and touch base and, you know, I really put myself out there. Nice, yeah. You've got to be dogged, especially in these industries. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's the one thing in life like I've really been proud of. I'm not afraid if someone says no. Like I do put myself out there a lot and it has opened up a lot of opportunities that um, that I've had today. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. If you don't ask, you don't get, right? Well, that's it. And the worst that happens, like someone says no. Whatever, exactly. No skin off your nose. No, exactly. And if they say yes, like fantastic. Um, so I did the week work experience there and it just kind of rolled on like, you know, weeks went into a couple of months and it just kind of, you know, just kind of faded out, but I still kind of stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, one night I was, I was at home and 
And is this still why you were doing the sparky work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah, you. yeah. Yep. So still doing that. But, you know, yeah. I'd ring up and... and then this um, night you are at home, sorry. Oh, so then I decided to... Sorry, almost missed the stage. No. Um, then there was an ad in the paper um, for a design room assistant at Volcom Surf and Skate Label. Oh, sick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Volcom, they've yeah. got, like, their, I guess the Australian arm of the business or the brand. Mm. Again, I don't know exactly how it works, but... They had a position there and I applied for that position, got the position. So they had a design room down in Brookvale and a warehouse and a studio. And I went and worked down there. And it was literally, like I'm talking like sweeping floors, like the bottom of the run. But, yeah. but it was good. But it's somewhere there. Yeah, it's the and, and door, it was like, a, you know, a really um, great group of people. Um, you know, they were all heavily into surfing, skating, um, you know, nice young group of people. And it was, mm-hmm. it was a good working environment. I didn't learn a great deal uh, about the fashion industry, just what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was in it. Yeah. So it was cool. It was cool. cool. Um, so how did you progress from so, there? So getting back to it. So one night I was at home and my bro- I've got two brothers. And my brother comes into my room. He's like, Older, oh, younger? Younger brothers, two younger brothers. Um, one's two years younger. I'm 39 now. Yeah. Um, and one's five years younger. Okay. So I think it was maybe my youngest brother comes in. He goes, oh, by the way... Um, yesterday I forgot to tell you um, Wayne Cooper electrical rung I'm like okay cool 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 cool. well I'm not an electrician anymore so it doesn't matter anyway I, I like I, I lay down and I'm like Wayne Cooper electrical <laughs> it doesn't sound right I'm like was it Wayne Cooper or was it Wayne Cooper electric what was it oh, I don't know like you know this Classic. is like you yeah, know yeah, brothers yeah. like just yeah. in passing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway the next day I rung up and yeah it was it was Wayne Wayne Cooper him personally, he said, "Listen, I'd like to offer you a job." Oh wow! Um, him everyone, personally. everyone speaks quite highly of you, um, and then they seem to get on with you. Can you come in? Do you know how to be a um, a sample cutter? Sure. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Turns around, <laughs> gets on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, There's no smartphones then. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Did you know? Did you actually know? No. 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 No, no idea. So no idea. what did you do then? So I just went in for the interview, yeah. um, went in there and he's like, do you know how to do this? Like our last sample cutter's leaving, who was a, a lot of the people that were going into that position had completed like three years at East Sydney TAFE or, you know, design at university or well, whatever further it down the, Yeah, yeah the exactly. Track, yeah. Anyway, I was, yeah, I know how to do it. And that was it. Got the job. Sick. So you exuded confidence. How did you back it up? Um... What is a sample cutter for those? That okay, don't know so anything? when you're doing a sample range, mm-hmm. so your pattern maker will make the patterns and you'll do the first sample or like they call it like a tile kind of thing. And, and I, my job. squares. Uh, no. you, get, you get the pattern piece and you get like a meter <laughs> or two meters of fabric, whatever mm-hmm. is needed to make the first sample. Yeah. And you put the pattern pieces on the fabric yep. and you'll cut around them. Basically, you'll tighten the thing and then you'll give it to the sample machinist and they'll make it. So you're basically cutting out pattern pieces from the pattern to the fabric. I but you're see. just tracing around it. So sure. it's, it's quite simple. But And another silly question, the sample, is that like an item of clothing? Just a sample, like the item, like the first piece that will go from the design sketch. Yeah. So he'll draw something and design it. So let's say you just use a jacket just so I can visualize okay, it. So, so they'll draw a jacket. So he's drawn a jacket yeah. and then he'll sit down with a pattern maker and go, this is my design. Okay. Okay. It looks like this. Mm-hmm. This is how I want it to fall. Mm-hmm. And then the pattern maker will go, okay, I understand what you're saying. Because they've worked most of the time, like a pattern maker and the designer work really close together. Okay. So it's their concept getting turned into a pattern, which the pattern is like the, the footprint and like the foundation 
okay. what needs to be used to cut the fabric out. Okay, fine. Because so the fabric like has the to be in certain like, pieces. I want it to be thinner in the waist, for example, or tuck in. Yeah, yeah. And then the pattern maker will the... go, okay, I'm going to make a jacket. It's got this kind of like sleeve, this lapel, or whatever it might be. I see, sure. Um, they'll make the pattern, and yeah. then that pattern has to be put on fabric because you can't just cut a piece of fabric and go, here, it's a, a jacket. Okay, yeah. That's... You know, from that pattern is the pieces that come together, mm -hmm. like the puzzle that comes together that makes the garment. I see. Okay. Yeah. And that's where you came in at that end. Yeah. Like the end kind of part, like very simple kind of job, but you did have to understand with a pattern too, there's left sides, right sides, like how a pattern works. And then also to cutting fabric, it has to be on grain, off grain. Like th there's a little bit to it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which I knew nothing about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you turned up. Turned up. Got into it and I, I just, again, I wasn't afraid to ask for a little bit of help. I don't think I ever have been afraid of that. No, and, um, so important. So many people are scared of failure, right? Like, yeah, exactly. So I sat down with the pattern maker and because she'd pass the patterns on to me and I'd have to cut them and I just ask a few questions. Yeah. Um, but I, I took to it like really quickly. Awesome. And, and also too, because I've been working since I was 15. So I'm now at what, 15, 16, like 19, you know, like four years behind me and when you're on a job site full of guys and they're like, this needs to be done then. You're getting you know? it done. Like, you got to get it done. Yeah. So I just put my head down and those guys were amazed. They're like, wow, you get a lot of stuff done during the day. <laughs> head down, just got it done. And then through that, I really immersed myself in his business. So again, asking a lot of questions, sat down with the pattern maker. She taught me how to make patterns. Like, I'm not the best pattern maker, but I can get my head around it mm -hmm. and I can do it somewhat which is great today being a designer because i know how a garment can go together so if someone goes oh listen we can't do that i'm like well you actually can we could do it this way or that way uh, I see. so i kind of like even on like in the like on a building site like i understand the the foundations of what needs to happen for a, a house to come together because of my time like five you know those years on the job mm. could mm. i make a house no could I make the best pattern in the world? No, but I understand how it does go together. Totally, yeah. yeah. So again, just immerse myself in the industry, learn pattern making, but I'd also immerse myself in other parts of the business as well. Sure. So I'd stay back late and, you know, when they're choosing fabrics or doing the castings for models or this, that or the other and really immerse myself in the business and the brand. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, because I'm not familiar with the brand. Is the brand, is it men and women? It was men's, it, uh, men's and women's. Is it particular Type, is it like a tailor um, or is listen, it all like, times of fashion? It, it's still around today. Yeah. It's in Maya. Um, at the time, it was when Australian fashion was very different. So you had a lot of, there wasn't a lot of imports. Like there was no Zara's or Topman or any of that fast fashion here. Even the big brands, like they were here, but they didn't have those big flagship, like, you know, Louis Vuitton, Gucci mm -hmm, stores mm -hmm. that they have today. Um, it was when Australian fashion was at its pinnacle. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like Colette Dinigan, Morrissey, Wayne Cooper, Alana Hill, like all of these big Australian brands were at their peak. And they were, yeah. Yeah. And like they were almost like celebrity kind of status to these designers. You know, the fashion, Mercedes Fashion Week was like, I'm sure it still is, but it was a real big deal. Yeah. You know, and you got to remember there was no social media, there was no Instagram. So this was like a, a forum where people would put their designs out and get a lot of like TV coverage and get a lot of press in the papers. That was kind magazines. of make or break moments. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. people saw your brand. Yeah. You know, it really was. Like yeah. it was a form of advertising. Well, that kind of accentuates like how incredible your opportunity was with Matthew back then. That yeah. Was, like it was just, like I said, like I, 
I don't believe in luck. Mm, I believe your own in being in the right place at the right time and then it's about what you do with it. So yeah. again, I was in the right place, right time, but it was the attitude that I brought with myself. Totally. You know, I did put yeah. myself out there and yeah. you know, it could have gone nowhere from there, but yeah. I was the one that I did. I followed it up like, you know, from work experience, I put myself out there. I made sure I rang every week. Like yeah. it wasn't like I was just sitting down like, hey, Brent, do you want a job? Yeah, 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 this is great. Of like course, it didn't yeah. work that way. No, I agree. I follow a lot of people that say it's, there is a certain amount of grace, but like you say, you create your own luck. Yeah. And it's yeah, all about that hard work yeah. that leads up to this moment that it, in its, its instance, you might be like, oh, that was lucky. But actually, it's all that work that's gone before. So it, I agree. Exactly. So exactly. you're immersing yourself in his business. And then how long did you stay there? From 19 um, till what? I was there for like, I think, three or four years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then through that time, uh, that was my job. But I did start designing the menswear with him. You know, like I did incredible again like you know kept asking for things i did ask for a lot so i was doing the menswear um during that time too i was making my own patterns and i was taking like scraps of fabric out of the bin um i was paying the sample machinist at night to make these like women's tops and things like that and i did ask him to put the these tops in his retail stores which he did and they started to sell a little bit um, awesome. So I was kind of like doing a little bit of my own thing. Um, he was, I was learning a lot from him, from his business. Um, again, making some really good contacts in the industry. Of course, yeah. Um, putting myself out there. And it did come a time when I probably asked for a little bit too much. I'm like, oh, can I put my name on, like, you know, Wayne Cooper Menswear by Brent Wilson? He goes, listen, enough's enough now. This is like, my business. This, this is yeah, my yeah. business. You he goes, mate, you, you want to put your name on something? Start your own thing. Mm. and that's what it did so i went out the back and in in so many words i rung my father and i said listen i want to start my own business i want to start my own brand um if i quit will you support me and he's like yeah sure go for it class so i did went out and that was it so i handed in my resignation and basically the next day my business was born wow yeah and was there was it bad blood between you guys or uh, not, not bad blood more like, a case of like uh, it's, listen, I, I it's did, come like, to his natural end kind of thing yeah kind of like listen like I'll be honest like I definitely you know, you know I was young and dumb yeah like did I handle myself in the best way possible no yeah like most definitely not like if someone did that to me now would I have the shits yeah 100% yeah um, there's no bad blood now at the time like yeah I think he was annoyed yeah Um, and it but again that's the way not from like I didn't resign in the right way. Yeah. Like I probably left him in the lurch like a little bit. Um But like you say, such is the nature of youth. Like when you're that like full of beans and you're ready to go, yeah, you know, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So but now like you know, and through the years, like he definitely has been supportive of supportive of me when I opened my first store. Awesome. You know, he was there, he gave a speech. Oh good. Um I don't speak to him a great deal. Sure. Um but you know, like if I was to run into him this, that or the other, yeah, like, yeah, 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 of course. Like mate, he gave me my start. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. So Awesome. Yeah. So where does one start? Um okay, so started the business because okay. it was more lifestyle to begin with, right? Well, not lifestyle, but... Yeah, it was but, like yeah. Men, men's fashion. Men's so, fashion, yeah. yeah, men, yeah. Men's, men's fashion. Like, to be honest, like, looking back, I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking, like, nothing. I thought I did. I didn't know anything about running a business, having a business. Um, what were the I, lessons you learned fast and hard? Um, well, listen, nothing's been hard like that. It, it just hasn't. Like, it's been a progress... Like, it's... It's been a long, long drawn out. Mm, so mm, mm. I put a collection together very quickly. There mm-hmm. was a fashion week coming up. I showed that collection. I got it into a couple of stores, like 
wholesaled it to those stores. But we're talking like, you know, orders like $2,000, $1,000, like not much of anything. Sure. You know, not enough to live and survive. But I mean, this is your very first business. Like, yeah. You've, like, I mean, you've done well to get it in shows and stores. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, yeah. So, so I many mean, thousands of... You know, I did Fashion Week. Um, I showed it like a next generation um, show, like a group show, which went quite well. Cool. Um, it was well received. Um, from there, I... What I do, yeah, I just started wholesaling the business, wholesaling the brand, um, got it in a few little wholesale stores, did try and get it into the department stores, tried for a number of years, and it just naturally progressed. Mm. Um, again, like, it, it was slow. Like, did I do everything the right way? No, like, I got stuff in magazines. Um, I don't even know, looking back, like, how it got to where it did, mm. but... Well, so many of these things happen organically, right? Yeah, it's so like, easy to connect the dots looking backwards. But in the moment, you just, you're going from week to week, from month to month. Week to week, month to month. Like, I was doing my thing. Did I know a lot? Like, looking back now, like, you know, I've just started another business now. And mm. it's been really quick. But it's through, like, you Well, that's because you know, you've got this Well, I have all this years. knowledge. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. like 20 years of failures, knowledge, experience. Sure. And, you know, I started up something really quickly. And from the moment we did it... We spent limited money and we've gotten a really good return. Yeah. But back then, like, you know, wasting money, like this, yeah. that and the other. Uh, it came to a time when I, I don't even know how it went from wholesaling, but I'm like, I want to open my own store. Oh. I've never worked retail. Yeah. I've never owned a store. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And it's not exactly like you're in a cheap area of town right on George Street. Well, in the galleries. Yeah. I mean, we've had that store there for 15, you're coming up to 15 years now. Yeah. It's a beautiful You've got to remember like... When I opened that store, people thought I was crazy. Yeah. They're like, no one shops in the city. Westfields wasn't there. Yeah. No one came into the city on the weekend. Really? Like, it was like, it was a bit of a dive. Wow. Like, the city isn't, wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Like, it definitely isn't. Well, what made you come down on that location then? Um, I don't know. Like, no one else's. Uh, there was another store there that was doing quite well, like a little underground store who have got a chain of stores now called Inku. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that was my place. Got a store there. The rent was relatively... It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't expensive. It wasn't expensive mm-hmm. compared to what the city is at the moment. Yeah, fine. But it wasn't that cheap. Yeah, um, yeah and I opened the store. Amazing. Got, got a loan um, from the bank. And was this men's fashion there? It hadn't yet found... It hadn't yet just become... Yeah, it was just men's fashion. Suit. It wasn't suiting. Sure. Um, it was a bit of everything. And... You you got to remember we're at a time too where there wasn't a lot of that fast fashion still. Mm-hmm. So you know, like yeah, we were selling t-shirts, but you know, it's t-shirts with prints, patterns, embroideries, yeah. um, and you were getting a lot more money. Like people at this time too were spending, you know, like a hundred dollars on a t-shirt. Really? Like, yeah, like a wow. hundred dollars on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, you know, shirts were like you know, hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. Um, people weren't because you didn't have the the product out there. Yeah. Um, like people were happy to buy these kind of prices. And also too, it wasn't, it was at a time too where shopping was different as well. So people would shop, you didn't need the best salesperson in your store. It had to be okay, but you'd sell product. People would come in, people would buy stuff. So sure, sure. From, on, that, on that note, before fast fashion, where were the shirts being made then? Were they... We, we made most of our stuff in Australia. In Australia? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We're making t-shirts here, um, jacket. Pretty much all of my collections and everything we were doing, we were making in Australia. Oh. And even when I was at Wayne Cooper, everything was made in Australia. Cool. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Who was your first hire? How did you make your first hire? Because so often in a small business, 
you know yourself and your own parameters, right? You're working really hard. You know you can trust yourself. But a lot of people find it very hard to delegate that first load of responsibility, especially in the early stages. How did um, you go about doing that? Just people I knew. Yeah? Yeah. But you got to remember, like, when I first started too, like, I was young, dumb. Like, yeah, I was working hard, not smart. Did I know how to delegate? No. Did I know what needed to be done? No. Like, uh, I just didn't have the knowledge. Like, mm. I really didn't. Like, and looking back, like, you know, if I had that knowledge now, like, you know, like day one, we would have been dominating. But again, it's not the case. I've I've learned by trial by error. Mm. Um, you know, I've, through years and years of mistakes, now I, I've, I actually said to my wife the other day, I'm like, finally, like, like, I'm not the most creative person. I'm not the best business person. Like, I'm persistent and I have learned a lot along the way. But I'm finally at a stage now where, again, I'm still not the best, but I think I'm okay at what I do. Yeah. But that's through doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the only reason, like, because I have learned a lot, a lot along the way. But I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm now at a point where I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm good at what I do now. Yeah. But again, like 20 years of learning, you know, and I, I've still got a long way to go. Oh, like, mate, don't well, get me wrong. Know, like, and you're always there. learning. But yeah. like, like, I genuinely feel like when a client comes in and, you know, because I'm still forward facing a lot of the time with yeah. my customers, my clients, um, like I feel like I give a good service. I feel like a good, I give a, do a good job and I, I do feel proud of what I'm doing at the moment Yeah, yeah and what I'm offering. So That's awesome. So yeah. tell me about the, um, the move into suits then. So where did, so um, were you making suits as part of the, men's fashion and then you Listen, thought we're doing this is jackets, well, so we moved towards it. Uh, we, we just kind of evolved like from what customers wanted from us mm. so you know there did come a time like you know we stopped doing t-shirts and things like that because you could you can get like i buy my t-shirts now 25 dollars. like you know why is someone going to come in and buy an expensive t-shirt from us and again that, that part of the market was really oversaturated mm. um we did start doing a little bit of suiting yeah um what era sorry sold. what what was the um time when fast fashion kind of like disrupted your industry uh, like kind of when westfields and stuff came in yeah. so like i'm probably talking like still like maybe 10 years ago yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um around 2000 you know, the first five years like kind of you know like there wasn't a lot of competition yeah um you know we we're doing what we we're doing um and then suddenly it started becoming yeah like, like everything started changing you know yeah. like things changed like even when we first started like general pants was like you know surf and skate but now it's like, you know, streetwear, mm-hmm. you know, you can get, you know, two t-shirts for what, like $50 or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So, mm-hmm. you know, when that kind of starts coming in and they're doing like mass production, mm-hmm. you know, you just can't compete. Yeah. Um, but it was good, you know, it made us make changes. Yeah, too So right. we started doing, you know, a little bit more suiting, a little bit more tailoring, um, which I do enjoy as well, like in terms on, on a design aspect. Um, started doing more of that, um, just ready to wear off the rack. Um, and then it started evolving into a little bit more customization, like made to measure. Um, again, when we first started doing it, it wasn't that great. Like, you know, how the business ran, uh, the service model, you know, it was a bit all over the place. There was a lot of mistakes with customers and clients, like fittings. Um, but, you know, over the years, like we've, you know, fine tuned it and we're at a place now that, again, like we've got a system and a business that runs really smoothly, efficiently to deliver good product with good fitting um, and at a good price point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you've got a roster of fantastic clients as well. You've got your channel nine and 10 presenters, people like that. Yeah. Like, like, suits are being seen all over the Yeah, shop like very at, nice at, at the moment, like we do have a lot of people wearing our stuff. But you've got to remember everyone that's wearing our stuff, like there is 
we don't give anything away. People are wearing it because they want to wear the brand. Yeah. Um, they like the brand, they like the fitting, and they like the service that goes along with it. Um, so on your website, the prints once requested yeah, for so, a red carpet. Yeah, What's yeah, that story so, behind that? Um, oh, how did that come about? So yeah, he, he was a really good client at one stage, obviously um, before his passing. Mm. Um, he came to Australia and... I think they asked for a whole lot of product from a lot of different brands. Sure, so he could have kind of like a session. Yeah, like, and we no, thought no, nothing no, of yeah. it. We just sent some stuff across. I don't even think at the time we knew it was for him. Yeah, um, sure. There someone just asked. Alias, it. Yeah, 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 so, and then it was a Sunday actually, which was really odd. Got a phone call on a Sunday. Um, it was this stylist and she's like, oh, you know, an American woman. She's like, oh, listen, you know, we've just come into Australia. Um, you know, Prince has just like put on a couple of your jackets. He absolutely loves them. He'd love to meet you. Um, do you reckon you could come in for a fitting like tomorrow? How I'm good. Like, okay. So I went down to the Park High. Oh, good. You didn't hang up on them. So no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, sure. This is really sure. odd. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is, this is bizarre. I went down to the Park High, met him, um, his stylist and his team. Um, and I was just, yeah, like, wow. Nice cool. guy? Oh, lovely. Yeah? Like, yeah, really lovely, warm. Um, He's yeah. been known to wear some awesome suits. So yeah, that is so, a, that yeah, we a did compliment him, like, of the highest. We had a couple of, like, beautiful, like, sequin custom, like, blazers, jackets. Um, and, yeah, he wanted to wear them for his show. Um, obviously got invited to the show as well. Epic. And, um, yeah, it was cool. So he wore them. We've got all the photos of him wearing them um, throughout his Sydney shows. This was the, I think... Not the last time he was here where he did those smaller gigs, the ones before that, the big ones. I think they were at the entertainment centre. Somewhere more part, yeah. That's incredible yeah, though. So, That's wicked. But yeah, so we've just um we've just some interesting people along yeah. the way, which has been like it's it's been cool, you know, and it's very flattering. Like, you know, we are only a small business, a small brand. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, like people awesome, people man. like wearing it and like those opportunities, like we're always the ones that are sought out. Mm. Um, we haven't been chasing a lot of it. Like again, at the moment, like my head's down, like in the business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to offer a really good product, good service um, to all of our clients. Like it doesn't matter if you're a rock star um, or, you know, you're just your, your average guy. Like everyone for me is the same. Mm -hmm. um, but if people want to wear it, like, yeah, it's definitely um, anyone who wants to wear my clothes it's it's a compliment like it really is yeah class i can attest to that listeners uh, this average guy got a suit fitted last yeah, week with brent yeah. so my, my first, first experience yeah <laughs> and it was a bloody fun experience so i can certainly recommend that so let's delve into the business quickly then mm. so obviously like you said earlier instagram etc was not around it now is mm. you've got over 40,000 followers on your account yeah uh, and you seem to be killing it in that game it's what do you use instagram primarily for um to to reach my followers and my client base. So I've obviously got my personal one, which has got obviously the big account, um, but I do use it for business. Yeah. So it's me well, wearing- it's all suits of you wearing. Yeah, listen, I keep- of you wearing like, to be, suits, to be yeah. honest, like I keep everything like real, like yeah. in terms of personal, um, you know, not, I'd like to say it's not glitz and glam, but there is a few cars. <laughs> he says- <laughs> Just my, just my passions involved. Lamborghinis, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, no, I just like speak from the heart. Like, so if I'm wearing a suit, I'll let people know what I'm doing. Like, you know, I'm very honest to work when I'm exercising. Like, I love exercising. Yeah, yeah. Um, big, I love big my cars. Into road cycling. Big road cycling, running. Just did a 30K run yesterday, which was great. But, Whoa. you know, I'm very honest, like, when I'm on there. So if I struggled on that ride, you know, I did the Barrel Classic, which was 175Ks. Mate, I struggled. Yeah. But I let people know. Like, I'm like, listen, awesome ride. I felt amazing. I finished it. Like I'm so proud of myself, but listen, it was tough. Like mm. there was times where I thought I was going to give up. And that's what I talk like about when I'm, you know, putting my brand forward. Um, if I've got a new collection, 
you know, I'm taking a photo of me holding a piece of my new collection. I'm letting people know where the inspiration came from, why mm. I did it, what I'm doing. So it's um, highlighting the personality. Yeah, of your like brand, a, it's right? very personal. I suppose that's when you have a brand that is your namesake. It, You've it, got to exactly, kind of take and that. I, I think today, you know, that's what does set us apart from some of the other brands in Australia. Like. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, it's me. A, it's a suit me. on a rack in Zara doesn't have a personality. Well, that's it. So, you know, this is me. You know, I'm putting myself out there on a daily basis. Mm. Um, and I'm just being honest and truthful whilst I'm doing it. Yeah, nice. And hopefully, like, a lot of guys, like, and a lot of my clients, like, I get on with a lot of the people that are coming into my store. Like, yeah. we don't have, I don't have exactly the same interests with everyone. But, yeah. you know, for the most part, like, everyone's, they're really nice people and everyone's really interesting and they're doing their own thing. And you mentioned last week that, um, just for example, you mm -hmm. had a client come in and he said, I'm only coming here cause you, you motorcycle, right? Yeah. So, so I did, um, I've got a, like a really nice affiliation with, um, Ducati Australia. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I did a, a little bit of, um, road racing, like circuit racing. Yeah. Um, which was great. But yeah, like we get guys that come in and they're not interested in suiting or anything like that. And their partner might've showed them like, listen, listen, why don't you go see this guy for your suit? You know, you he rides motorbikes up, yeah. as well. Yeah. So I don't want people to feel like, I don't know, you go into, you know, when you go into some places and they're, they're so fashion and it's, I don't know, it can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. I don't want that when people come in. I want them to feel at home and you don't need to know anything about fashion. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the be all and end all. It's what I do. So I know it, of course. Yeah. But come in, feel comfortable, like come and get a suit, like I'll help you along the way. And that's what we try and do. And it's like part of our journey with yeah. our clients. So yeah, guy came in, he's like, listen, I hate suiting. I've got to get it for my wedding. My wife showed me this photo, like I love motorbikes. So I knew I'd come in here and I'd feel quite comfortable. I had to look at some of your photos and what you're into. And it did, like we had a great conversation. We talked about suiting i mean i don't think he was really again that interested yeah, yeah, in yeah, it yeah. but i made him feel comfortable at home he enjoyed the process and i enjoyed the process as well because yeah. you know i got to speak to a really great guy and you know speaking about a passion of mine as well and yeah like it was a it was a good experience so yeah, class yeah that's wicked yeah it's good oh, i love it so while we're on your leisure activities then when do you yeah. get into motorcycling how did that passion um start? listen I, i've always like loved mo like i love motorsports family into like, it um, my little brother a little bit, mm -hmm. but not, not a great deal. So where did you discover it? Um, I, I don't know. Like I've always, like even on my school books, like I had like pictures of Tiranas, like, you know, oh, really? yeah, okay. like, like big muscle cars. Um, when I was younger, I did, cause you remember I left school when I was 15. So I had money. Yeah. I had a car before I, which I saved up for myself. I had a car before I even had my license. Wow. Yeah. So oh, wow. I, I had my L's and I had my own car. Yeah. I had a dirt bike, which again, I bought myself and one of my best mates who was also doing um, his trade, he was a, a landscape gardener and he still is. Um, he bought a motocross bike and, you know, we just go riding. Uh, we backed onto the national park. We probably weren't oh, meant to be perfect. riding down there, yeah, but we yeah, did do yeah. a lot of riding yeah. down there. Um, and then we both bought um, little Honda CBR 250 RRs, like these little kind of replica race bike kind of things. And we, when I got my L's, my learner's permit, I like every time, like car license, motorbike license, I've gone for my license straight away. Yeah. So bought that. And then a guy I worked with mm -hmm. when I was electrician, he had a Ducati. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and that was the next girl. Yeah. And like, like, I looked up to him. He was my boss. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like he was cool. Yeah. Like, he yeah, was yeah. really cool. And I just, I just love motorbikes. I don't know what it is. Like, I just love motorbikes. I love cars. Like, oh, it's not man. a, 
an ego thing. I I like going fast. Mm. Like I really do. Yeah, and then, you go bloody fast when you're going. Yeah, like, so I did a, a bit bikes. of racing, which was which was awesome. Again, I wasn't the best. It wasn't my profession, but. Sure. You know, again, it was about putting myself out there and oh, totally. anything. I think you have to have massive cojones, you know, amount yeah, of women to be like, doing that. It's like anything. It's the same with business. Like when I started, I wasn't good, but I'm talking like I was writing for a number of years and then I really immersed myself into it, whether mm. it was the same as my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I wasn't good when I started, but now I'm at a stage where, yeah, I'm like, okay like you know i went in a race i could always finish like top 10 like you know i'm racing against guys that are doing it as you know a profession and would i ever beat them not 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 a chance but you know i'd put myself out there and through years and years of slowly getting better slowly getting better like i'm like my business like yeah i'm okay at it now i'm kind of good yeah like you know compared to i guess the average person that's not doing it every day exactly that yeah well, listen up guys it's just testament to hard work and time like anything in it like, like a anything. muscle in the gin work on it Mate, it's like anything yeah. like you're not going to be the best the fastest the quickest totally. straight away but if you stick at something like totally, you, yeah. you'll get okay at it I'm like recording. you might not be the best in the world but mm. but it's not about that anyway like for me it's about the enjoyment of the the, the process the personal and the reward at the yeah. end yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, I agree. That's cool. Nice man. Um, I'm I'm recording with this uh, amazing guy Luke soon, and he uh, runs a charity that helps uh, kids on the spectrum, teaching them life skills uh, via lightsaber training, via fear yeah, to yeah, combat. Yeah, I think you were mentioning this the other yeah, day. I think yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And he his philosophy of his school is embrace the suck. Yeah, like, you're always get like everyone sucks at something when you start, mm. and then you're going to continue to suck. But you know. If you push through that, then inevitably comes skill exactly. and understanding and all the rest of it. So I think it's a such an important life ethos. You yeah. only fail when you give up, right? Well, exactly. I like that um, the saying though. Yeah, it's good. The suck. But it's true. Like, yeah, there's a lot of the sucking before you get okay <laughs> at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So you are far from sucking now. These days, you kicking ass. So what does a typical day look like to you? What's a typical um, week? How do you okay, organize so your time? Yeah, like listen, my my days are, are really organised. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working a lot. Like mm-hmm. I like to. Tr- most of our business is kept in house. Yeah. Um, and I do. I've I've got an amazing team, but a very small team. Yeah. You know, it's taken you know years of realising the more quality over quantity. Yeah, and like the more you do yourself, like it's not b- being a control freak, but you know, you don't want to be giving all your money away, spending and wasting a lot of money on things that you don't need. Or, or things that you could quite easily just put a little bit more time in and, and do mm. yourself. So, average day is me. I'll get up nice and early. Um, Very a couple early, of, some accounts. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of days a week I'll go cycling. Yeah. Um, for me, that's really good time to spend with friends. Um, I find cycling quite social. So, um, you know, like t- tomorrow, for example, I'll get up at 4.30, maybe do like 40 kilometers on the bike, Jesus. come back. Yeah. Um, I'll get back by, you know, maybe like... I'll start riding at five, maybe do an hour and a half, two hours. Um, then straight, I've got a home office. So mm-hmm. straight into the office and I'll put my head down to like nine o'clock and just, you know, working on cash flow. Um, you know, I, I do all the banking and, you know, mm-hmm. making things work. Sure. What do you use on that note? Have you got like a particular service or app that you use? Oh, listen, we do, I do have an accountant. Uh, no, no, we, we do accountant. use, yeah, yeah sure. I, I do have an accountant, but mm-hmm. I just look over things, what needs to be yeah, yeah, yeah. done for the day, the week, yeah. um, you know, are the budgets on track, um, all of that, going through some of the reports, mm-hmm. um, answering emails. So just get all of that stuff out of the way. Cool. And then the rest of the world wakes up. 
rest of the world wakes up. I'm sure most <laughs> most people are awake by that time. Um, depending on the day, like I do structure my days, like certain days I'll spend the whole day in the store um, mm-hmm. with like back-to-back, like made-to-measure suiting appointments and fittings with sure. my customers and clients. Like I said, I still am very forward-facing. Nice, yeah. Um, other days, if it's not a day spent in with clients, I'll spend the whole day in the office, which again, home office. So you got to remember like no traveling, like, you know, my time is well spent like and i'm very lucky for being able to do that um but i'll like one day for example like for maybe like a couple of hours i might arrange all my pr and marketing and that will consist of you know what posts have we got coming up what um special offers might i have Mm. um what product am i going to want to push this week and how am i going to push that and that will kind of go to edms to our database like so electronic mail to our database um instagram stories facebook stories and ads mm-hmm. and how i'm going to reach all my clients um through those kind of means interesting and yeah. what are your main avenues for that and what tools and tips and tricks do you use around that so you like, um, you've got a good facebook presence as well yeah like then... we, we, we use a lot of social media yeah. um we do um a little bit of advertising like i said i've got my instagram account which yeah. is organic um yeah. but we do our business instagram account mm-hmm. again um we're very targeted with who we're trying to reach and mm-hmm. our audience um and what message we're trying to say too so i'll do again because i'm creative i like art um all our edms all our collateral I do myself mm-hmm. and even the, which is a bit sad to say, and I'm probably just doing this cause I'm so cheap. Even like the, the shots, like it's me wearing the clothes. Yeah. I don't want to pay for a model. Yeah. yeah. Oh, completely fair enough. <laughs> you, you know, $2,000 at a time or something product. like paying yeah. for a model. Like it's just money that we can put into other parts of the business sure. about getting the product and the service better for our clients. Yeah. Um, so does that mean you have one suit of every suit you've ever had? Um, Cause you've got uh, listen, their, their little, they always look, Taylor fit, yeah, they, and, they, and they are. They're, they're tailored to fit me. But yeah. what I'll do is I've got a, like a core group of clients that are like very similar shapes to oh, me. Oh, perfect. And what we'll do is and I'll then, just, of course, you can make your adjustments from there. Well, yeah. I just say to the – and I get emails like, Brandon, you, do you still want that suit of yours? Like, ah. I literally just wear it for one shoot. Yeah. And I'll sell it to them at what it costs me to make sure, it. Sure, sure. And then I'll just replace it. So it's kind of like a merry go round of yeah, yeah, yeah. me moving stuff on. And my clients love it because they're getting something oh, at like, hell yeah. you know, half price or whatever it might be. Yeah, sure. Um, and then I get new suits. So my my suiting wardrobe isn't that big. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You know, I'm quite savvy. Like, I just don't want to be spending like heaps of money. Oh, no Something just sitting there or not no, getting no, used. No, 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 like, well, it's very wasteful. Especially business. Yeah, yeah. crazy. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of it. Like, but just, yeah, head down. Like I said, I've got a really good team of people behind me as well. Mm-hmm. So How many have you got now with the business? Um, I've got a girl. So, so, again, we set up the business quite differently. Like, I used to have, to have a... Like, and going back to it, and I know I've said it a couple of times, I'm quite savvy with how we spend money. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of businesses that have and have gone under, mm-hmm. um, you know, their overheads are just massive, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the killer with so many businesses out totally. there. Yeah. Um, we used to have a head office, like, you know, the head office was like, I think the rent's 70 grand a year. You know, like expensive. Like that's money that could go into something else. Totally. And that puts so much more pressure on just getting well, stuff look, out Okay, the door. so look at it this way. Like to spend $70,000 on a rent, yeah. like you've got to at least be turning over another $140,000, yeah. just to just to pay for your rent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. again, I work at home from the home office and they've got, we've got the retail store. Yeah. Uh, in the retail store, we have four people, mm-hmm. um, three full-time, yeah. um, like consultants, salespeople. Um, and made-to-measure specialists who can fit you up for your suit. Yeah. 
Um, we've got a girl that I've known for and who's absolutely amazing, Zach. Um, she works in, I say the head office, but she works from home. She's got three lovely children. Um, I actually haven't seen her in like a year and a half, but oh. we speak like, you know, most days. Yeah. Um, but she does all the back end. And honestly, I couldn't run or do the business without her. Oh, good, yeah. um, we go through all the reports together. And funnily enough, my wife has just started helping uh, massively as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So her background's like tea. Like television. Okay, yeah. Um, like she d- did a lot of production. Awesome. So she's, you know, highly organized. She's got and that producer head on. Yeah, so she can and like I, I, I always said to myself, like, there's not a chance that I'd work with my wife. But yeah. it's actually been amazing. Like, you know, we're obviously, you know, going through life together and we've got, you know, the same goals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like she's been like, especially over the last, like, we, we've been really busy, like mm. so busy the last couple of months. And you know, having her help and support and knowing... And she knows what's going on She knows well, what's going on. Like, nice, I've spoken yeah. about it. Like, she's been around. Like, so yeah. I was actually surprised, like, when she started, like, came on board. Like, just she was literally just going to help me out for a couple of days. Yeah. And I just watched her, like, you know, going through it and doing her thing. And I'm like... <laughs> She's so good at it. Like, <laughs> she so sounds so surprised. No, yeah. but like I'm talking like from her, like... You're like, like shit, this is taking me 20 years. Yeah, you? pretty much. But I guess from watching me and how I like approach or spoke to clients yes, and yes, 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 like yes. I hadn't even yeah. like, you know, this is what you've got to say to a client and she's like in there doing it. And I'm yeah. like, that was so good. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, so Ash and my wife's been helping. So, but, you know, everyone that, you know, People don't work for me. We work together. Yeah. Like, you know, That's I'm not so there important. micromanaging yeah. people. Like, you know, I've got Justine that works with me. Again, she's got two kids. Like, we're all mature. We're all in the right place. We've even got this um, Christian, a young guy that's just started, and he's eager to learn. I know his dad had, like, a retail store, another industry, but mm-hmm. just really good people. Like, yeah. amazing people and people that I can generally say, like, you know, we've got, like, friendships as well. Yeah. Um, we've got each other's back. Um it's a really nice working environment. Yeah, yeah. Nice. it's so important to build that culture. Oh, 100%. From the up yeah. Because that is, well, that's the, the core of it's any business. You can tell business, when you walk yeah. into a business too, like what the culture and If people want to be there or not. That's yeah, the like, Especially the in retail, there's so many people just dial it in. They're like, all right, clock watch. Yeah, clock watch. Like walk in, they're like, you know, won't even look the customer in the eye. Like, you know, they're on their phone doing this, that, or the other. But, sure. you know, like, we, we all have a laugh in there. You know, mm-hmm. like we have a laugh with our clients, our customers. It's, I'd like to say it's like a nice working environment. Yeah, awesome. They probably man. don't say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, a few rappy uppy questions then. Um, being a man of uh, very nice lifestyle and suits mm. and cars and whatnot, you got a favourite gadget at all? Are you, a, are you a watches man? You're not wearing one now? Like... Uh, I'm in my sports gear right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I do. I love watches. Um, I love the history behind them. Um I, yeah, I like cars, as you know. Mm-hmm. Favourite cars? Um, oh, I probably like the car I've got at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is? Uh, I just bought a Mercedes uh, GTS, oh, AMG nice. GTS. Yeah. Very nice. So, what colour? Uh, I got white with black. Yeah. White with so, black, nice. Yeah, cause it's yeah. always a tough one in Australia, I found. Like, having a black car is just like... I like heat, the white. Heat, heat. Yeah, yeah, I like the white. No, I like, listen, I like all motor vehicles like i've got a good affiliation with like lotus australia as well so i've done a lot of racing with them oh nice um i i like cars like yeah. i like my car at the moment because yeah. it's practical it's still sporty mm. um i've taken on the track a few times like 
I don't know. I just really like it. Is it my favorite car in the world? I don't know. I've got a lot of favorites. Yeah, Same fair. with motorbikes. Um, gadgets. I'm not a massive gadget person. I like technology, mm-hmm. um, but I've got friends that are like, you know, embrace it. You yeah. know, like with the latest gadgets, this, that, and the other. I feel, um, yeah. I like technology. I like how it works. You know, I use my iPhone a lot. I was like, going to say, what's the most used app within your phone? Um, probably my photos. Photos. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on the camera. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I Taking take, photos of what your new product, whatever. Everything. Yeah. Like everything. Like, which they, is like my wife hates sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and do I they maybe, get like, I do like gather digital dust or do they get, do No, they go I look through them a lot. Like I use the mood, like uh, the video on it a lot. Yeah. Um, just recording memories, things for work. Yeah. Um, your again, Instagram stuff, do you do that on your phone or do on my you phone, on your laptop? Uh, oh, okay. On my phone, yeah. majority yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also shoot with a good friend of mine as well, mm-hmm. um, who's an amazing photographer. Mm. Um, and we just like we mess around you yeah. know like we do it at his place um, again like he's his business again photography but very similar setup to mine so he works from home he's got a studio set up at his house yeah. um, just head over to his house again he's got a lovely wife like this that and the other yeah. um, just a really cool guy and yeah we'll shoot at his house so anything studio wise yeah. again it's just me and him at his place just, sh- just shooting That's so cool. yeah, we'll do a lot of those shoots but yeah the photos on my phone because again if I'm taking trying to describe something describe something to one of my factories overseas yeah i'll take photos easiest way to do it photos yeah, just press send straight through to email or whatsapp yeah, yeah. and it You're just off. all goes through um and then yeah photos for my instagram whatever it might be cool. and i'm on my stories daily like pushing promoting mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and just telling a bit of the story nice man yeah dream person to make a suit for um listen i it's not really relative to me. Um, no, no I, one that just like no one no, you, not, you admire not, that you would like to. Not, not really. Like for me, like I'm just super happy that anyone that wants to buy my product because you got to think like it's so hard to earn your money. Like people want to spend their hard-earned money yeah. with my business and my brand. Yeah. Like whether you know it's a, another electrician or it's someone else in the fashion industry, a guy buying his work suit or his wedding suit. Like I'm just grateful for every client and customer. Um, awesome. If someone really famous comes along, amazing. But they're not going to be any better treated than, you know, your average guy next door. Like for me, a client's a client and they're all treated equally. Nice. Yeah. And I think that leads into my final question. So what's your, what's just, what's your ethos in business and in life? Um, just give it a go. You know, the worst that can happen is, yeah, you fail. But if you generally put your head down, work hard, anything's achievable. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Brent, well, with that, thanks so much for dropping my mate. Hey, thank you so much Many for having pe- me. It's oh. been awesome. No, not at all. Many pearls of wisdom there. I'm sure our listeners have lots of stuff to take away from that. So all the best for the future and we'll catch you soon. Eh? Mate, thanks so much. Nice Cheers. One. Thank all you. All right then, guys. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. If you enjoyed our chat be sure to check out his website brent wilson and if you're in sydney and in the market for a new suit and keep up with tailor perfection that is his works check him out on instagram at mr brent wilson share with a friend if you enjoyed this app and once again thanks for listening